to be poor in spirit is also to become to be like a child be childlike now be be childlike in in our in our behavior in our nature can we offend a child easily my answer is no you cannot offend a child that easily yes i'm not saying children will not get offended but you cannot offend a child that easy as much you know as easy as you can offend an adult adults can get offended easily right so you know we are called to be childlike in order to be in the kingdom of god now what does that mean that means that there should be a childlike simplicity innocence dependence weakness that is seen in childlikeness you know sometimes when i look at small children and then you look at very old people they they look very similar you know sometimes very old people they begin to look like little babies or little children right or look at some children they look like old people there's some similarity and i used to wonder why is it then i realized that both of them are dependent children are so dependent on parents or adults likewise old people they become very dependent all of a sudden a child likeness comes upon them right and being child like is one of the things that makes us poor in spirit because we are dependent we need him without him we can't and we know that very well without him we can't do anything without him we can't perform with without him we cannot uh, be the best that we can in the, in the work that we do or in our homes so being poor in spirit brings a promise to us this is the kingdom of heaven and you and i are heirs of the kingdom of heaven because we continue to be poor in spirit yes we needed him that is why we gave our lives to him but on a daily basis we still need him without him we cannot be the best that we can blessed are the poor in spirit the next attitude we are looking at blessed are those who are mourning they will be comforted blessed are those who mourn they will be comforted now we can mourn over our sins we can grieve over the things that we do like i said some time back we are all children of god we are all in jesus we are born again still we have the capability to go and mess up right we are all imperfect people we can make very poor choices we can speak things that we shouldn't speak we can make mistakes that we shouldn't be making right why because we are imperfect people do we make mistakes yes i'm not talking about habitually making mistakes but we end up making mistakes but we should be quick to run to our father and tell him lord i messed up i'm sorry i need your forgiveness we should have this ability in us to mourn over ourselves the things that we do number 1 number 2 we should also be mourning with those who are going through tough times right the first thing is we should be quick to repent to get into right standing with the lord right i always use this analogy let's say that um, uh you we go for a wedding we wear very nice clothes sometimes we, we wear light color shirts right and if curry falls on it it sticks right and if you're very quick the very same night you go home you put soap and you cleanse it then it is kind of clean but you keep it for a week and then you put it for washing something remains why is it right because some something remains from there likewise we should be very quick to go and ask the lord for forgiveness right we make mistakes all of us are imperfect but let's be very quick 
let's be quick to go and repent. Ask him, Lord, forgive me, I messed up. Restore me. And as we do that, we see that we will be comforted by him. His comfort will be upon us. We should also be mourning or we should also feel broken or we should also feel grieved over what grieves the heart of God. When there is injustice happening to somebody, the Lord grieves. Can we grieve along with him? You know, some things that are happening in our city breaks the heart of God. But does that break our heart? Right? And as we walk with Jesus, what breaks his heart, what grieves him should grieve us, should break our heart. And blessed are those who mourn because they will be comforted. The grace of the Lord will be upon them. So blessed are those with a broken spirit because the Lord will comfort them. We also see in the scripture, in the book of Psalms, chapter 34, verse 18, the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. You know, sometimes we, uh, we make fun or we think like this in our heart, in our mind. We see someone who is mature in the Lord. We see that they are feeling very broken. And we can easily tell them, hey, why do you worry so much? Don't you know the Lord is there to take care of you? You know? And uh, we just passingly tell them that. We don't grieve with them. We don't mourn with them. That, you know, whatever is breaking their heart does not break ours. But we are very quick to pass a comment. We tell them, why do you worry? The Lord is there. I know, sometimes we can tell it very well-meaning, in a very well-meaning way. Right? But the Bible also says, the Lord is very close to those who are going through a tough time. He's very close to them. The scripture even says, he even collects the tears they're dropping. He collects it. Right? And he keeps an account of every tear that is shed. So the Lord is very close to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. He's very close to them. So let us also be close to them. Because if it breaks the Lord's heart, it breaks our heart also. Now, some people say, you know, Brian, I, I, I don't feel compassionate. I used to feel like that before. You know, sometimes, you know, we make, we do some things, we feel compassionate, or we feel very broken. The second time, we feel a little less. Third time, we feel a little less, right? To a time, to, to a point where we feel like we're very conditioned to see that. It's like, um, it's like uh, you know, earlier, when I used to go to buy chicken, I used to see what's going on there. And I would not eat chicken, right, for two days. The third day I would eat, right? The next time I went, uh, I saw what was going on, but one day I didn't eat. The next day I started eating. But then we condition our mind to a point where we feel like, yeah, that's how it is, right? So we come to a point like that. Now we all go through this because our mind learns to condition uh, the things that we are seeing. But let's not be like that. Now is it possible for all of us to be compassionate? My answer is yes. Why? Because we are all born again in Jesus. He is compassionate. He had compassion. We see the scripture, scripture where it says Jesus wept. Right? When Mary and Martha's brother, they were crying over him. And he wept. And the same Jesus with you, is with you and me today. So do we have compassion in us? Yes, we do. Are we exercising it? Maybe not. Right? So all of us have that in us. Compassion is there in us. But we need to exercise it. Exercise it. We need to understand a broken spirit is an attitude the Lord is talking about. He's prescribing for us. So let us have that attitude. Blessed are those who have a broken spirit. Blessed are those who, have, who are mourning and 
and they will be comforted. The third attitude we are looking at today is a gentle spirit. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. You know, we keep hearing this, we, we keep seeing this, blessed are the meek. And we think that being meek means we should be weak, right? Blessed are the weak and they will inherit the earth. Now, the word meek and the word weak, the word meek and the word weak, you know, the only similarity between them is the, word, is the way they rhyme or the way they sound. There's no other similarity. The word meek is entirely different than the word weak, right? The Bible is not telling us be weak. You know, the world has so many expressions about nice guys. Nice guys finish last. Nice guys are always the losers. Nice guys should be fired, right? The world talks about it. But Bible is not talking about that. The word meek, in Greek, the word meek means prowess. The word meek means someone who is very powerful, but under control. That is what it means. Someone who is very powerful, but under control. Someone who knows who they are in Christ Jesus. Someone who knows their worth. Someone who knows who they are very well. But they're not flaunting it. They're not showing it off. They're not bursting out on it. But rather they are in control. Blessed are the meek and they will inherit the earth. Now the opposite for the word meek, the opposite for the word prowess is to show anger. You know, the world may celebrate people who are angry. Like movies may celebrate people who are angry. Right? The angry hero of the 80s or 70s. But Bible does not elevate them. Because anger is a weakness. Right? To sin in an anger is something the Bible is standing against. So anger is a weakness. It, it is a weakness of a man or a woman. But prowess means someone who is powerful but in control. That is what it means. A gentle spirit means someone who is inwardly peaceful, spiritually secure, worthy of respect. And when you are like that, when you're kind-hearted, when you are, uh, sorry, meek means kind-hearted, sweet-spirited, and self-controlled. When you're that, you will inherit the earth. Inheriting the earth is a big thing. Inheriting the earth in simple words means you'll be very successful in your workplace, you'll have a very good family, you'll do very well, You'll be in a position of honor. That is what it means. You'll inherit the earth. And blessed are the meek, and they will inherit the earth. So, what it really means is this here. We also see in the book of Psalm, chapter 37, verse 10 to 11. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall be no more. Indeed, you will look carefully for his place, but it shall be no more. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Right? The, the world teaches us, be very smart, be very street smart, be very, uh, you know, this is how you should do business, this is how you should conduct yourself, that is when you will grow, that is when you will get promotion, if you want a salary hike, A, B, C, this is what you should do, but the Bible does not talk about it. The Bible does not encourage us to be smart or street smart, it just tells us to be meek. Meek means powerful, but in control, and that is when we will inherit the earth. When we walk with humility, right? When we walk with humility, we are also drawing very close to God. We see this in the scripture in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5 to 6. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God 
for that he may exalt you in due time when we humble ourselves in the presence of the lord he will exalt us in due time and i was just uh, listening to this last week one of the key reasons why some of the ministries christian ministries in this world fails is because of pride you know everyone starts right they do they do things well right and at some point pride sweeps in and that just takes a downward spiral from there is it possible for you and me to become proud i would say yes how easy is it i would say very easy right it's very easy now think about this now let's say we, uh, you know i became a born again believer and let's say that i'm i'm praying all the time i'm fasting all the time uh, i'm not missing church i'm doing everything that i know that i should be doing after a point in time if some tragedy strikes me i'm like god why me how can it happen to me i've been doing everything right i've been doing what you told me to do or what i heard i should be doing how can this happen to me why because i already have a sense of entitlement i believe i've been doing this this and this so i should be blessed right and where does that come from and that is a form of pride because i feel very proud to be a christian i'm coming to church i'm doing everything that i should be doing but now i deserve some good things right and if i don't get it i start becoming unhappy or bitter see pride can easily walk into our lives so we should be very careful to say no to pride and close the gate and not allow pride to enter into our lives we also see in the book of 1 peter chapter 3 verse 4 though uh, the scripture is about women but but we believe that the condition of heart is gender neutral so we can all apply it in uh, 1 peter chapter 3 verse 4 rather let it be hidden let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit which is very precious in the sight of god here the scripture is saying that a gentle and quiet spirit is very precious in the sight of god so let us be very quick to adopt this attitude being gentle being meek blessed are the gentle blessed are the meek they will inherit the earth the fourth attitude we are looking at today is a hungry spirit is a hungry spirit now blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be completely satisfied now what is a hunger now if 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 we are hungry if we are thirsty right uh, you know if, even if you play a very nice song we will not feel comforted we want something to drink or something to eat right what is a hunger a hunger is something that is that makes us desperate a hunger is that something that is that is um that is like a cry of desperation right we should be having a holy desperation toward things of god and when we are having that kind of a desperation or if we feel like you know if i don't get it i'll die or my life is dependent on this and then god responds a business in everything we do we want his righteousness and we are hungering and thirsting for his righteousness and when we do that with the promise is this we will be uh, when we are hungering and thirsting for his righteousness we will be satisfied he will answer his grace will be there and he will answer us the fifth attitude we've already covered four the fifth attitude we're learning today is having a merciful spirit blessed are the merciful blessed are those who are merciful for they will receive mercy 
Blessed are those who are merciful, they will receive mercy. You know, I was just thinking when I was seeing the scripture, and there was a time when, uh, you know, I was very particular that I get a salary raise every year when I was working. You know, I'm really praying for it. I'm really thinking about it. I want uh, my workplace to give me a salary hike every year. But if the people are working for us, if they're asking for salary hike, we think that, okay, you're already getting paid well. Should I really increase your salary? Right? We're expecting mercy on one side, but we are not showing mercy on the other side. Right? We should be quick to show mercy. The word says that his mercies are new for us every day. Every morning, it's new for us. So let us be very quick to show mercy to others. You know, we are all good Christians, and we know we should forgive others. So if a Christian brother or sister offends us, you know, after some time, we decide, okay, I'm going to forgive you. So you forgive her, you forgive him, right? But then you tell me, but don't tell me to forget what he or she did to me. Very common. We come across this very often, right? We're willing to forgive, but don't tell me to forget. What are we doing? We are not showing mercy. We're keeping that person indebted to us in one way or the other. Or, in, or, in, or we feel like, okay, uh, I forgive you, but I don't want to do anything to do with you. I don't have anything to do with you. Right? The Lord shows mercy to us. Let us also show mercy to other people. Right? And as we are doing that, as we show mercy to others, you know, even as we forgive others, we see that we also receive forgiveness from Him because we pray, you know, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Right? Even as we forgive, even as we show mercy, the Lord will show mercy to you and to me. So let us be very quick to show mercy to others. But it's, I'm not saying we should, we should uh, you know, quit learning from our experiences and all of it. No, we have our experiences, we learn from our experiences, so we don't make the, right, the same mistakes again. But at the same time, we forgive and we show mercy to others. So we, don't, uh, we release people from their indebtedness, from wrongdoing. And when we do that, the Lord will honor us and show mercy to you and me. So blessed are the merciful. The next attitude we are learning is, blessed are the pure in heart. They will see God. You know, as, as a pastor, I come across oh, Why is it that God is not talking to me? Here, the scripture talks to us about it. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. You want an encounter? Keep your heart pure. Right? You want to hear the voice of the Lord? Keep our hearts pure. When we do that, we are just opening ourselves up for the revelations from the Lord. The more we attempt, the more we try to keep our hearts pure, the more of His revelations He will give us. He will reveal himself to you and to me. Now, now, if someone is coming and telling you, okay, brother, okay, sister, I hear that some people see God, some people hear God, they have encounters, they hear from God. What is that I should do? You can just point them to the scripture. You know, tell them, blessed are the pure at heart, they will see God. And now, keeping the heart pure, is it easy? Yes. Why? Because we have guidelines. Do we need to keep our heart pure? We are all people who have Jesus in us. We are born again. Yes, we need to. 
because the ways of the world are that, you know, the, these, the sins of the world, they can easily get into our lives, easily get into our heart. So we have a responsibility to keep our heart pure. Purity of heart means that a heart that is clean, godly, without evil intent, and that desires the truth. We see from the life of Nathaniel, you know, God, Jesus spoke of Nathaniel and called him a man who, in whom there is no deceit. A man who had no evil, nothing falls in him. Right? So, also we see that, you know, David talks about, Lord, search my heart. He's asking the Lord, Lord, search my heart and tell me what, if there is any wickedness in me so I can correct it. We also know that the Lord speaks to us through book of Psalms, chapter 51, verse 6. You desire truth in the inward parts. What does, what does the scripture mean? It's, scripture is just encouraging us to keep a heart that is pure. And that is our responsibility. Is it possible? Yes. The Holy Spirit makes it possible for you and me to keep a heart that is very pure. Now, one of the important things that we can do is to daily go to God and ask Him, Lord, is there any wickedness in me? Now, what can I correct today? How can I be the best that I can today? How can, I, can you tell me about my motives? Can you look at my attitude? Can you see if my heart is clean? Can I become... Because I want to see you. Help me understand. And if we are sincere about it, he will also be sincere about it. And he will start opening up. He will start talking to us. He will lead us, guide us, and we will be able to keep a pure heart. Now, you know, I was just thinking about it. If, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes you and I, we have come across a situation about buying a car or buying a bike, right? Or some of you, if you haven't, one day you may. And, uh, you know, we take opinions from people. Let's say that, uh, you know, th there are different kinds of people around us. Let's talk about a few different kinds of people. Someone, let's say, who is very much, um, for that person, money is very important. Money decides what he should wear. Money decides where he should eat, what he should eat, and how he should live. Right? If you go to that person and ask that person, hey, what car should I buy? This is my need. These are the number of people in my house. Uh, what do you think? What car should I buy? He, the first thing he will tell you would be, you need to buy a car that is value for money. And this and this are the cars that you can think of, which is value for money. Right? That is his opinion. Now, if you go to somebody else, that person is thinking about comfort all the time. You know, for him, comfort is more important than money or other things. And then you ask him, hey, what car should I buy? This is my need then he will tell you a car that is comfortable to drive, comfortable to drive in the city and all of it. That, is, that will be his answer. He will not care about value for money. Right? Now you think about somebody who is finding it very difficult to drive through Bangalore. There are so many inroads, mains, crosses. You know, I'm very confused. I don't understand this. In, in, in Bangalore, there is 12th main, 13th main, 4th cross, 5th cross. I don't understand it. I'm finding it very difficult. For him, a car with a GPS is very important. So different people have different perspectives about the same thing, right? So likewise, if our heart is tainted, if our heart is not pure, when we look at God, we look at God in a different way. Someone with a tainted heart will look at God with a tainted, and he'll get a tainted picture of God. You know, as a youth pastor, I've come across these situations where you're ministering to young people and uh, you're sharing Jesus with them. You tell them about Jesus. 
And sometimes I come across a situation where they come and tell me, Brian, I understand what you're telling me exactly. I want to give my life to Jesus. But can you give me two months? Give me two months and I will come and I will do exactly what you're telling me. I, I, so often I ask them, so what is that you're going to do in this two months? Well, you know about this problem. You know about this issue, right? So I want to deal with it. I want to set it right and then I will come. Then I will receive Jesus. And then my life is going to be exactly the way I should be living, which is honorable to God, right? After two months, again, you, you know, follow up with them. You just reach out to them. They'll tell me, yeah, I really tried, but can you give me three more weeks? I will set it right, and then I will come, and then I will accept Jesus, and then I'm going to live happily ever after, right? We, I, I hear things like this. Why? Because they grew up in a system where they were rewarded for doing good and punished for doing bad. Right? And some of our homes, we, we have the situation. We reward our children if they do well. We punish them if they do bad. Right? And we talk about this grace and salvation that is free. He understands you. The salvation is free for you. you know, though they understand it intellectually, they, cannot just, they just cannot receive it. They find it tough. They're finding it difficult all of a sudden. Now, you know, all my life I grew up based on good behavior, bad behavior, punishment, reward. And now you're telling me salvation is free. It's difficult for me to understand, right? So you give me some more time. Let me correct it, then I'll come back, right? So we need to, so the point that I'm trying to make is you know, different people have different perspectives based on their heart condition, based on the way they were brought up, based on the experiences they've had. And we all have a different way of looking at things. But for you and me to see God, for you and me to understand God, for you and me to know His ways, His will, His desires, His plans for us, we need to have a pure heart. Otherwise, if our heart is tainted, the picture we get will also be tainted. So the blessed attitude that we can have, attitude number six, is have a pure heart. Blessed are the pure at heart, they will see God. The next attitude the Lord is encouraging us to have is have a peaceful spirit. Blessed are the makers and maintainers of, maintainers of peace. Blessed are the peacemakers. They will be called the sons of God. Right? Now this peacemaking, you know, also another scripture tells us as much as possible, live in peace with everybody. You know, there are peacemakers and there are troublemakers. Right? And uh, peacemaking, uh, living in peace is a good quality, is a good attitude. As much as possible, live in peace. Even with those people who have a problem with you, be at peace with them. And as we are doing that, we maintain that peace. We have become maintainers of that peace. We are the children of God. We are sons of God in that situation. Just want to encourage all of us to have that peaceful spirit. Makers and maintainers of peace. So that we are expressing His character. Because we are the sons of God and we will be called the sons of God. Now, the world talks about a different kind of a peace, right? The world, world also offers peace, right? But the there is a big difference between the peace that the world offers and the peace that the Bible is talking about. The peace the Bible is talking about is the prince of peace. That is a real deal. That is Jesus. When he is in your life, when he is in my life, he gives a peace that passeth all understanding. And this peace will be with us forever, Right? Whereas the worldly peace, the peace the world is talking about, you can do some activity or an exercise, you feel peaceful, 
for a few hours, for a few minutes, or maybe a few days. But I'm talking about the peace. Peace, you know, you cannot, you have to be, we have to become peace, we have to be at peace with ourselves and God first, right? For us to exhibit the peace uh, that we need to show to others, right? Now, you know, all of us have these situations where, you know, we, you walk into a situation, you walk into a home, or you walk into a place, and all of a sudden you feel very peaceful. And that, that peace has nothing to do with that place, because peace has something to do with the people who are there in that place, right? Some homes you walk in, you feel very peaceful. Some homes you walk in, you feel a little bit of trouble, right? Because it depends upon the peace condition or the people there. Right? So first, let us be learned to be at peace with ourselves. Let us be at peace with the Lord. Right? If we come for prayer, then our prayer starts with five different questions to the Lord. Why this? Why that? Why, why me? Right? We're not at peace. Right? Let's be at peace with the Lord. And we are at peace with Him. And then we exhibit the same peace in the world that we are living. Blessed are the makers and maintainers of peace. For they will express His character and be called the sons of God. Walking in peace also gives us a dominion over the forces of darkness. Right? Let's say that uh, you're going to pray for somebody and uh, let's say that you're going to cast out a demon. Now the person can look at you, look at your face, look at your peace level and then itself decide whether I should leave this person or not. Right? If you're looking very troubled, Right? We're looking very troubled, we're preparing ourselves and all of it, and then we're going and praying. Then, that the person who is um, possessed himself or herself would know that we are not with peace with ourselves. Right? We are reminded of all the things we did, we are not perfect, and all of it. But whereas we walk in peace, when we walk in peace, we are at right standing with the Lord. We walk in peace, and then we go and pray. There is a certain dominion that's associated with a person like that. Right? That is what we see here in the scripture. In Romans chapter 16, verse 20, And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. Walking in peace is, to, is the key to walking in dominion. Right? So if we want to be people who are walking in dominion, what the, the, the attitude that we should have is people who are walking in peace. The eighth attitude we are looking at today is blessed are those who are persecuted for doing what is morally right, for theirs is a kingdom of heaven. Right? Doing what is morally right. You know it should be done this way, and you want to do it that way. You're not willing to compromise. And you know that if you compromise, what you're doing is not right. Do we come across the situations? Yes, we can come across the situation on a daily basis. We can also come across the situations in our workplaces, right, in our businesses. There, there is a right way of doing things, there is a wrong way of doing things. And we come across this situation. But if you make a choice that you're going to do it the right way, then you may see some persecution, you may see some difficulty, but yours is the kingdom of God, now and forever, right? And we come across this difficulty on a daily basis. We want to apply for a driving license. I don't know the situation now, but you want to apply for a passport, you, you are stopped by a policeman for driving fast, you know. There is a difficult way of doing things, there's an easy way of doing things, right? If you choose the right way of doing things, though it may be difficult, 
yours is the kingdom of god you are in the kingdom of god the lord will be pleased with you and he will be with you and he will help you and you will see his goodness now and also forever so another attitude that you and i can have is a spirit where we are persecuted for doing that is morally right but ours is the kingdom of heaven the last attitude we are looking at is blessed uh blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil things against you because of your association with me be glad and exceedingly joyful for your reward in heaven is great absolutely inexhaustible for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you you know and this is a real thing in our country or oh, this is a real thing in this world today people who are following jesus they go through persecution now you and i we are very blessed to be in a city where we don't hear so much of it we are blessed to be in a city that is still not banned beef right we are blessed to be in a city where we don't see much of this persecution but it's a real thing but in our own ways we come across this right maybe uh, you talk about jesus in your workplace in your desk uh, your 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 wallpaper or whatever is jesus and you talk about it profess him you have tried to share this good news with many people and then the people are all going for lunch or dinner or party or a get together or a gathering from your workplace but you are not invited you are not invited because they think it's not the right thing for you right and you also know that is not the right thing for me that's why they are not invited but still somewhere back in your heart you feel a little pain you know they are not including me right you're feeling a little persecuted right or it can be uh, in your neighborhood or it can be uh, that you know many people are chosen maybe for a promotion maybe for a change uh, in a role but you're not chosen right you feel a little difficult you feel a little painful right this persecution is a real thing but you are blessed that is a promise the promise is that you're blessed in spite of all of these things you will see the goodness of the lord because you are faithful to the name of jesus just be glad and continue to be glad and be exceedingly joyful for your reward in heaven is great absolutely inexhaustible for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you some of you you are sitting here you decided to follow jesus you got baptized you're born again you're baptized and all of a sudden you see that your family has turned their back on you because you maybe you come from a different um denomination maybe or maybe from a different religious affiliation or a background all of a sudden they don't they don't they don't you're not you don't you, they tell you you don't belong here or maybe in your neighborhood or maybe for your extended family you're facing difficulty now this is the real persecution people go through it but what i want to tell you is do not feel discouraged because this is part of the life that you have chosen right and the lord will reward you in due time you will see his goodness you will see his mercy and you will see his love and all we can do is continue to exhibit all these good attitudes irrespective of what you and i are going through you know even if the world calls it great attitudes or not great attitudes let's continue to have these nine attitudes and we will see the goodness of the lord as we are standing faithful in the name of jesus as we are not willing to let go of an association with him as 
as we are people who are strong minded and our single focus is to honor god and live a life that is pleasing and honorable to him you know we need these nine different attitudes we need this attitude now these are this this is like a prescription from jesus himself to us go ahead live with these attitudes and you will see my goodness you will see my favor right and what stops us from having these attitudes and during the next few minutes let's take some time to look at look at ourselves look at our own life our own heart our condition where do you stand where do i stand how many of these attitudes do do i have now how many of these attitudes i do not have how many of these attitudes i need to rework on or how many of these attitudes i got wrong but today i heard it right like right so let's look at it can we all stand up can you and i examine our heart condition our heart at known to us if we have these attitudes are we walking in them can we improve on them if we don't have can we ask him to give it to us see you and i are children of god you and i you and i are in christ and he is in us is just that we were not aware or we we were not very intentional about having these attitudes it is possible for you and me to live with these attitudes because the one who is in us is perfect he enables us and that is exactly what the spirit of god will do for us right now as we are worshiping next few minutes let us look at ourselves our own heart our own minds and let us ask the lord to minister to us
we humble ourselves and come into your presence this afternoon thank you for speaking to us about blessed attitudes we let go of the attitudes that we live with which the world has taught us and thank you for speaking to us today attitudes that are fit for someone who is in the kingdom of god Jesus we ask you that you make us poor in spirit We understand that we need you every hour and every day And without you Jesus we can do nothing We let go of our ways of living where we are so full of ourselves 
where we are so full of the job that we do the family that we come from the money that we have the things that we possess lord we empty ourselves before you and we understand our state spiritually that we want to be poor in spirit so we have more than enough room for you to learn new things to learn your ways to receive from you lord we come into your presence and we ask you that you give us the compassion that we need that you give us the compassion and the grace that we need father to know our spiritual condition to grieve over where we are going wrong to rectify to stand correct in your presence also we ask you lord that you break our heart for what breaks yours that you give us the grace father to mourn with those who mourn to cry with those who cry to break our hearts with those who are broken hearted that we are sensitive to them that we show grace to them we show your love to them we ask you lord that you give us the grace today to be gentle to pe- to be people who are meek not to be people who are angry and arrogant but people who know their worth in Christ but people who are able to control the power and everything that you have given us but that we are meek people that we are gentle people Lord we ask you that you give us the grace that we are hungering and thirsting for your righteousness give us the grace father god to show mercy to others give us the grace father god to understand purity and to be pure in our hearts that you give us the grace father god to be the makers of peace and maintain peace give us the grace father god that we are willing to go through persecution for doing things right and give us the grace father god to honor your name every day of our life irrespective of any persecution irrespective of whatever people do to us that we will cling on to the name of jesus and that we will glorify your name all the days of our life thank you lord for speaking to us today we believe every prayer that we prayed is coming from our hearts sincere heartfelt and we want to live with these nine attitudes lord because we want to be in right standing with you we want to be positioned to receive your goodness we want to look at you with a pure heart and receive from you so we humble ourselves this afternoon and we stand before you just as we are we ask you spirit of god that you make us whole that you make us complete that you give us the grace to live with these nine attitudes that when we walk out of this place that we are clothed with this attitudes that we walk in those attitudes we exhibit those attitudes every day and every hour spirit of god we believe with you all things are possible if you partner with us and if you be for us what can stand against us 
we believe father god every situation that we're going to come across we will still be able to exhibit all these nine attitudes because your word promises us that with you all things are possible so we just commit ourselves and our lives into your hands we believe all our prayers are yes and amen in you and they will all come back with answers because every word from you equips us we give you thanks we give you praise we give you glory and honor in jesus name we pray amen the grace of the lord jesus christ the love of the father and the fellowship of the holy spirit be with you all today and forever thank you so much for being here first time visitors kindly go to the first time visitors lounge let's take some time to bless each other during this time and have a great sunday have a great week thank you <laughs>